the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. The wheels are moving on implementing some of the first steps of London's health and homelessness whole of community response, with the first three homelessness hubs being approved and one affordable housing building opening today. So on today's podcast, I'm talking with Randy Richmond, who's been following the plan from the very beginning with a $25 million anonymous donation to help London's homeless community uh, to get an update on where we stand. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. There's lots happening with homelessness and uh, and um, we're trying to get prepared for the winter because we know the colder months are coming. But there's so much going on that it's a little bit confusing. So let's start with the hubs, um, because we talked about opening 15 hubs originally and three were just approved by council um, earlier this week or last week. Is that right? Correct. They're, they're approved by council. The first three hubs they were hoping to get three to five this year. Looks like they're going to get three. Um, most of the beds are opening uh, by mid-December. I think it's about just over 70 beds overall. Mm-hmm. And the hubs, of course, are the places where kind of two kinds of services, but basically you can walk in and get a respite bed, kind of like what we used to call a crash bed. And there's sort of longer-term transitional beds where you're kind of referred there or you work your way towards that. And that's kind of the, a longer term step towards housing. Okay. So the hubs are the the one part of the new homelessness system. Um, they were approved, um, not without some debate uh, and some controversy, mm-hmm. but they so far are going ahead as planned. So the, where are the first three going to be opening? Where are they going to be located? Right. And just to make things even more confusing, some of the hubs have multiple sites. So it's oh, just, I see. Okay. Okay. Right. So um the Canadian Mental Health Association and Thames Valley Addiction Services, they're opening one hub on two sites. One is at 566 Dundas, which is where my sister's place is. That's going to be respite beds. They also plan to open a place, um, transitional beds, about 20 of them, at uh, Fanshawe Park Road um, West, 705. So that's kind of the controversy. When we can get back to that, the um, at Losa Family Healing Services is opening a hub for Indigenous people uh, at a site at Parkwood Hospital, and Youth Opportunities Unlimited is opening a site at uh, near LHSC London Health Sciences Center. Mm-hmm. And they're also going to kind of beef up services at Jones Place. That's a new place going up downtown to kind of make it more in line with the hubs. Again, hubs are supposed to be different from shelters, traditional shelters, and they have a large array of medical, mental health, social service services, and housing help. Uh, Some things that traditional shelters have not been able to do, um, the hubs plan to have a lot more services. So that's why YOU wants to beef up kind of an existing or soon-to-be-built shelter. Are so these... that's where that's where it gets all confusing. Different sites, different organizations. Yeah. So there's three organizations, but five sites for the three oh, hubs. Yes. Is that right? Okay. All right. Just to be, One, two, just to be clear. Three. Or, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And are these for men, women, and children, all, or who are who are they for? Because right. the youth so opportunities the, is obviously obviously for youth, and and Atlosas for the indigenous population. Right. And CMHA uh, Thames Valley Addiction is for women only. Okay. Um, so that those three priority groups have been um, they consider the most the most needy at the moment. Not that in general the general male population is not in need. 
But these three were the kind of the first to come online and our priority populations. Okay. So that's why those three groups get the first three hubs. Now, the one site, um, which is going to be on Fanshawe Park Road, is actually the site of a hotel at the moment. So there's been a lot of controversy around, uh, first of all, the location, you know, northwest London, um, affluent area. And also because it's a hotel and some people actually live in that hotel at the moment. Is that right? Right. And there's been a bit of a uh, confusion about who lives there and how much help they're getting. At the council meeting, uh, city staff was asked about that. The weird thing about this thing, too, is that the requests for proposals came in. So city staff, the city hall's not actually running them. So they're relying on other people's further answers. Mm. So we kind of got two answers at the council, at that council meeting. Uh, the ward councillor, Karina Raman, had letters from some people saying we are, you know, living precariously and we don't, if you kick us out, we're in trouble. Whereas city staff was saying, Canadian Mental Health Association is saying, no, we're going to help people find uh, homes and it's largely people uh, sort of a, it's a transitional place including some people apparently who are waiting for the homes to, to close their homes or to buy homes so kind of confusion there we're going to be looking at that more um, as we go on because of course you know there's always nimbyism uh, there always is going to be um, this was the first test of that for this council um, but you know there's a concern that um, by creating space for homeless people were actually going to make other people homeless. So that's, that's the question. It hasn't been cleared up yet, but that is obviously uh, a concern of, of many people. If that is indeed the case. Let's kind of address the NIMBYism because that was a major discussion at council. And, and you kind of talked about that already, but um, you know, the whole, the whole point of this whole of community <laughs> response is to, is to help people who are homeless, obviously, but there's been so many complaints about London's downtown and that's where everybody is. But then at the same time, we don't seem to want them anywhere else in the city. So talk about some of the arguments maybe for and against putting putting this hub in Northwest London and other areas of the city that are not typically uh, seeing homeless people. Right. And, you know, uh, you know, you can sympathize with some of the residents, their feelings. I mean, here we have a uh, a restaurant and a and an inn that's going to be changed into a shelter for women, for homeless women. So it's a bit of a shock to a neighborhood system, and it's not what people are used to. Um, on the other hand, the hub plan from the start was going to be putting hubs in different places, and the councillors for the downtown and East, East London made impassioned pleas uh to start sharing the burden around um and they didn't use the word burden um they're you know they use the word help and they mm -hmm. it's, they said it's time for all Londoners to help out mm -hmm. the point you know there's this pros and cons of having all the services in one area the pros are that people can access them the sure. cons are that a concentration of services can make neighborhoods a little bit challenging they can make them uh, a little more dangerous for people um or at least feel dangerous for people so you know, I can see both sides, but the nimbyism is something that's going to have to be overcome if this plan is going to work. And it was a it was a key vote in that way. Uh, it was a nine to six vote for that particular hub. And, you know, there were lots of people arguing on both sides, but ultimately, councillors said we can't let this first one fall by the wayside because of nimbyism. And, you know, it does meet some of the criteria. It's not right smack in the middle of housing. It's close mm -hmm. to houses for sure. But, you know, it is still on a, a large commercial 
road and it's still uh, on an artery as they call it and it's still you know it's not in the middle of um you know oak ridge like houses surrounding it, that kind of a thing sure so now it's still going to planning it still has to be rezoned so there'll be okay. could be a bit more of a, a battle there as well for the rezoning mm-hmm. um one thing about this hub though is that it's for women who are already on their way to getting housing so it's not like some of the uh, shelters where you see um, men and women hanging out trying to get a bed for the night mm-hmm. of all different uh, degrees uh, of, you know, their vulnerability or their behavior. Um, these are women who have already worked to find housing, to move. That's why it's called transitional. So, okay. you know, if, in that respect, it's not going to look on the outside like the men's mission of Salvation Army Center of Hope might be those larger places where people gather right. because they need help. Right. So I think, you know, the residents, you know, might might be pleasantly surprised by what they see um, rather than what they're fearing right now. Sure. But, you These know, people I, have already been working towards stability, right? Exactly. And, you know, okay. you can understand, though, you can understand the the feelings automatically. But I think over time, perhaps that might fade away. Yeah. Okay. Um and so we're hoping that these three hubs are going to open in December. What do we have to do to get them ready? Are some of them ready all, already? Or is there going to be construction done? Um, certainly on the hotel, I assume there will be. What kinds of things are going to be happening between now and opening? Well, they have to. There's got to be renovations done. They've got to, uh, you know, sign get that capital work done. I think the capital costs for all three is about five million dollars. Okay. Work needs to be done, and then there's the hiring of staff, which is always a kind of a, a thorny point when it comes to social services because there aren't enough frontline workers to go around. So now these these agencies though, they already have workers and they'll be I'm sure they'll be shifting and figuring all that out, mm-hmm. um, getting things ready for that. But yeah, it's not quite as quickly as people wanted. Both mm-hmm. supporters and critics of the hub are, are, you know, not totally pleased with December, but it's it's a start. It's a start. And I I, I think I get the sense that Nobody wanted to delay any of this because they wanted to get the ball rolling on on these first three so that we can move on the next phase, right? Right. There was a, a move by some council members um, to delay, uh, led by Susan Stevenson, to delay at least a report for a month. But city staff was explaining at the, at the council meeting that it's going to, you know, the more you push back even a month or so, the harder it's going to be to get anything done by December. And then you're looking at January and February, and that's just getting too late. Right, right. Um, okay, so separate from the hubs is um, an affordable housing unit that's actually opening today that you were reporting on as well. Um, I was confused. I thought maybe these were the same. Th- I thought this was a hub, but this is at a different hotel, which is on Dundas Street. So and what is what is this part of? This is not part of that twenty five million dollar uh, donation and plan that goes with it. Right. Correct. And, and it's it's easy to be confused because um, there's so many things going on. And also this affordable housing unit has a lot of services that the hubs have. So, you know, the, the shelters, the hubs are supposed to have increased services and sort of sort of affordable housing. So, right, but the, the housing, they're supposed to have 100 units ready by the end of the year. I think they're about almost at 70 will be ready by the end of the year. So this okay. is 25, but this one is interesting because it's the first time London Health Sciences Center has stepped up and provided funding for an affordable housing Interesting. So, yeah. So affordable housing, as we know, is like you you get a certain break on your rent 
the you know and they've tried many times in the past to take people who are in the homeless shelters or on the street and put them in apartments it doesn't work too well always because people aren't used to living in apartments and they haven't had life skills for a long time living on their own sometimes it's just really really lonely to be in an apartment by yourself after you've been living in a shelters or on the street or in tent encampments right. yeah so this one is getting a million dollars from London Health Sciences Center. They're getting a grant from the London Community Foundation, right? Now the 25 million. And it's going to have all kinds of services. Uh, it's going to have some uh, primary uh, medical care from London Intercommunity Health Care. It's going to have full-time staff on 24-7. It's very, you know, they have to use the word wraparound services. So mm. when you are living there, you're not living totally on your own. You have social service help. You have uh, lots of access to lots of uh, experts, mm-hmm. um, and the rooms are are kind of designed to make them more comfortable and, and suitable for for different kinds of people at different stages. For example, some rooms won't have stoves in because you know the people haven't used a stove oven for a decade or so, and they have to learn relearn how to or even learn how to prepare food and cook for themselves. Okay, you know, so that's a high security building too. Um, for the protection of residents as well. There have been, you know, places in London where they've tried to have um, units for people who are formerly homeless, and it just hasn't worked out, partly because, you know, once somebody finds you have a place and they want to stay there, then your friends want to stay there, and it just doesn't work out well. So that's when they're taking a much more, I think, planned approach. And, yeah, so it's kind of, it's new, and it's it's like a really, really – they call it deeply supported housing. Okay. And it opens today. So how do we choose who's going to be living there? Some are moved, as you said, some are moving in today. So who gets chosen? Well, that's an interesting point. The city has a, a list um, of people that it knows in shelter, as do community agencies. So they're going through choosing uh, the people who go in. Okay. It's, they say that people going into this one are, are being people who have been long time chronically homeless. I, you know, and it's supposed to be the whole new system is supposed to help out about 600, 600 of the highest needs homeless people in the city. Mm. I, I don't know what that means for qualifying for this. So, I mean, I don't think you're just going, they're just going to go down to the river and pick out anybody and say, come live here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be someone they know, someone that they f- believe is this is the right step for them, sure. a, a unit. Right. So for some people, the first, the hub just crashing in a hub is going to be the first step for some going right into housing will be the first step. Okay. So you said this is this uh, hotel, which is on Dundas Street, has 25 units. Is that right? 25 units. Some of them are devils, so there might be more more than 25 eventually. Right now, they're going to 25 people, yeah. Okay. And we're hoping for 600 by the end of the year? 600 over the next few years, 100 oh, few by the end sorry. of this year. Okay, now, I believe 100. there's about 70 online right now. This is the one that has the most intense kind of supports and why this one is significant as well is this whole process started last year with City Hall and London Health Sciences Center and St. Joseph's Healthcare getting together and saying, we have to marry healthcare and homelessness. You can't just give someone a room mm. and have them go to the hospital 20 times a month, right? It doesn't mm. work out. We have to kind of combine the two. So this is a really good example of that combination where the housing people, London Cares, and healthcare people, LHSC, are, are banding together. Uh, it, that's kind of the novel part of it, another novel part of this. So, you know, it's, 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 who knows if it's going to work? It certainly seems to have better foundation than, you know, just saying to someone who's been living in a tent for 20 years, here's a room and a, 
apartment building. Yeah. And good luck, you know, here. Yeah, good some, luck, yeah. They already know some people need supports with right. life skills and things like that. Yeah. And you know, the there's, you know, the the, the street level sex worker at risk network um that has been helping uh street level sex workers for several years now they've taken this approach so it's not the first time somebody's done a wraparound approach um but it's very intensive it's very labor intensive um and so this is this is kind of the first sort of general population i guess you could call it kind of mm-hmm. shelter like this or yeah. sorry apartment unit like this yeah um you say in your article that the homeless hubs, uh, and I assume probably affordable housing, are just are more about more than just shelter. Um, it's it's about more than just you know giving them a, a place to stay. What do you mean by that? Well, the hubs, for example, you know you're going to get as I say, get medical care. So you know you know if you're going to walk into there with uh, you know a frostbitten foot or something like that, you're not going to then have to go you know, find your way to the hospital, get that taken care of, people will descend upon you to help mm. or you'll get transportation to the hospital. So there's that, but the hub is as well, there's a focus on housing, you know, that's the main focus as well. Once you're in a transitional bed, you start working on where, where can you stay permanently or at least for the next couple of years. So there's kind of that focus. Uh, Lennon has always said, it's, or has long said it's housing first, but there hasn't been a lot always to match that mantra. Mm-hmm. And the affordable housing units, again, you're getting all that care uh, and support. I mean, the whole point is to try to keep you in those four walls, within those four walls. Um, you know, have a sense of community, but have a sense of privacy. Don't feel like you're abandoned. Either way, abandoned on the street or abandoned in an apartment building. Yeah. So a lot of There'll be a lot of contact with a lot of people. Um, and, you know, that's what they say about, you know, homelessness and addiction is, you know, you you need contact with people in order to, to get out of the trouble, to get out of the, you know, the dilemma mm-hmm. you're in. Now the hubs in the, this, these affordable housing are also going to have like the hubs, especially will be a harm reduction approach. So, you know, there's controversy over that about allowing drug use in hubs. Um, right. But that's called low barrier harm reduction. Proponents say it's happening in shelters anywhere anyway. So you might as well say, okay, let's do it safely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's a lot going on for sure in both places, and yeah. I mean, there's lots of confusion over hubs and housing, um, and part of that is because they're all offering so many more services than shelters and housing did before. Right. Okay. Well, let's kind of talk about the next steps. Maybe looking forward to the end of the year, and then maybe the beginning. I guess just the winter, like the beginning of next year. Uh, these three homeless hubs are opening. We're looking at more affordable housing units. What else is is going to be on the table? Uh, looking to be planned. What what are we looking at? Well, there's a few things the homeless network is still working on. Um, one of that is uh, staffing issues because there's so many different workers making so many different rates of pay at so many different organizations. They're going to try to bring them all together, get them at least standardized training, standardized. Um, you know, not ethics, but standardized practices, things like that. That and in itself it, seems like a big job. It's a huge one. Yeah. Well, that's kind of going to be longer term. They're going to try to, I think, try to get some more hubs online quickly because three is the minimum they wanted this year. Um, you know, we haven't seen the development community step up yet. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might be missing it, but I haven't seen their direct involvement yet in this. And maybe they're doing things behind the scenes, but that should be coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see more hubs, more housing. 
But, you know, meanwhile, and I think you mentioned this earlier, winter's coming and Mm -hmm. every year we have a winter response. So we step up in London, they they add beds, they add warm places, they add uh, more emergency services because people are out in the cold. That's still being worked on too. So, you know, you have to kind of cut everybody who's in this field some slack. And I've not always done that as a reporter, I've often, you know, questioned what they're doing Mm -hmm. but right now they've got to work on the hubs the housing and the winter response so they're all kind of scrambling and working uh to get all these things done at once there was an idealistic notion at one point that the hubs there'd be enough hubs by now we wouldn't need a winter response that was too ambitious too Mm -hmm. early i think definitely need a winter response a lot of the groups who are working on the hubs are working on this as well Uh, and you know it the winter response is never perfect some years have been uh far from perfect and some have been closer but uh you know we'll see what happens this year and at least there's recognition now in london over the past three years we have to do something different in the winter in order to save lives yeah absolutely okay well thank you randy we're going to be watching your stories i know you'll have a lot more on this and as we follow the updates and and what's to come on this homelessness response and and the whole of community uh response so thank you so much and we'll watch for your stories at lfpress.com Great, thank you.